Hello, this is Anna from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 8th of January. India recorded 1,41,986 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection tally in the country to over 3.53 crore. Today's count is 21.3% higher from yesterday's count. The total toll due to the virus increased by 285 to 4,83,463. Do note that these figures are widely believed to be undercounted. The daily positivity rate increased to 9.28% and the active case load stood at 4,72,169. India's recovery rate is at 97.3%. Cases of the Omicron variant of the virus increased to 3,071 from the previous day's 3,007. The variant has been reported in 27 states with the highest number in Maharashtra, 876, followed by Delhi with 513 infections. Karnataka registered a huge rise in the number of cases yesterday, reporting 8,449 new infections, of which 6,812 were from Bengaluru urban. The state capital is seeing a steep daily rise in the number of cases. Maharashtra reported 40,925 new cases and Delhi 17,335. Mumbai alone reported over half of Maharashtra's new cases, accounting for 20,971 of them. Of the cases in Mumbai, 84% are asymptomatic. Mumbai's mayor had earlier warned of a lockdown if the city exceeded 20,000 new cases a day. Weakened curbs kicked in across most cities in India as the states tried to curb the spread of coronavirus. While Delhi and Karnataka have imposed weakened lockdowns, the Tamil Nadu government has ordered a shutdown on Sundays. Meanwhile, the Union Health Ministry in a notification yesterday said that all international travellers will need to undergo a seven-day mandatory home quarantine on arrival in India, even if they test negative for COVID-19 at the airport. They will then have to undertake an RT-PCR test on the eighth day of arrival in the country. On the global front, COVID-19 has infected over 303 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.48 million. Mexico's deaths from COVID-19 surpassed 300,000 on Friday, one of the world's highest counts as the pandemic rebounds around the globe. Mexico is the fifth worst-hit country, with the United States the most affected with more than 836,000 fatalities, followed by Brazil 619,000, India 483,000, and Russia 314,000. Australia's former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull tested positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. This comes as case numbers hit new highs across the country, and health officials warned that the real number of cases is likely much higher than testing shows. Meanwhile, former Prime Minister and senior leader in Nepal's ruling coalition, Pushpa Kamal Dahal Prachanda, tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. This comes as the Himalayan nation is experiencing a fresh wave of coronavirus cases. The Election Commission of India today announced the schedule for the general elections to the legislative assemblies of Goa, Punjab, Manipur, Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh. Chief Election Commissioner Sushil Chandra said that elections in five states will be conducted in seven phases. UP will go to poll in seven phases from February 10 to March 7. Punjab, Uttarakhand and Goa will vote on 14th of February, while Manipur will vote on 27th of February and 3rd of March. 
the counting of votes will be held on 10th of march the elections will be held for 403 assembly seats in uttar pradesh 117 in punjab 70 in uttarakhand 60 in manipur and 40 in goa no road shows padyatras cycle or bike rallies and processions shall be allowed till 15th of january in view of covid situation cec said that the situation will be reviewed and fresh instructions to be issued later he also said that the model code of conduct comes into effect immediately from announcement of the schedules it is mandatory for political parties to upload on their website detailed information regarding individuals with pending criminal cases selected as poll candidates and as to why this particular candidate was selected cc said according to cc chandra 24.9 lakh first time electors are registered in the five states he added that a total of 18.34 crore electors including service voters will take part in this election out of which 8.55 crore are women electors heavy rain and thunderstorms pelted gurgaon early today causing flooding in some places indian express reported the service lane on the delhi gurgaon highway at narsingpur rajiv chowk tav devi lal stadium galleria market basai sector 9 and 10a and internal sector roads were all flooded according to figures from the district government gurgaon tehsil received 54 mm of rain between 8 am on saturday and 8 am on sunday pradeep kumar chief engineer at infrastructure 2 in gurugram metropolitan development authority told express that due to continuous rainfall water logging has been reported but the water is being drained out by pumps he said and i quote the situation is not as alarming as it typically is during monsoon except at one point near tau devi lal stadium where sewage cleaning work has been going on besides construction of an underpass at subhash chowk in the low lying stretches like narsingpur service lane on nh8 water takes time to recede due to the topography unquote subhash bokan the spokesperson of gurgaon police said that traffic police officials have been deputed to ensure smooth flow of traffic especially on the highway listeners before we move to the next story i would like to introduce you to our latest ground reports on the plunder of the aravlis by my colleagues ayush and basant in this nl sena series they investigated that a slew of politicians from both the bjp and the congress are involved in infringing on land protected by the punjab land preservation act they also discovered that unlike the marriage halls and farmhouses that were demolished as part of the faridabad administration's demolition campaign the cow shelters have escaped damage in addition to this they also found that in bandwari village a 40 meter landfill has contaminated everything from the air people breathe to the groundwater in the area you can read their detailed reports on our website newslaundry.com the three reports are titled in haryana's aravlis bjp and congress netas bulldoze the law the indestructible cow shelters in the aravlis and plunder of the aravlis bandwari village and its garbage mountain of maladies listeners these are the stories and issues that either get buried or are ignored by mainstream media to be reported they need greater guts conviction and tenacity and because news laundry is a self sustaining media platform that is not reliant on corporate or government financing we are able to bring you stories like this we rely on you our subscribers to keep us going so 
we urge you to be the change to disrupt the current media model and to subscribe to independent journalism in order to receive fair and factual news if you want to help us bring you the stories that matter go to newslaundry.com and click the red subscribe button in the upper right hand corner of the screen our cheapest subscription is just rupees 300 a month in a letter to prime minister narendra modi on friday a group of students and faculty members from the indian institutes of management in bengaluru and ahmedabad raised concerns about hate speech and attacks on minorities claiming that his silence quote unquote emboldens hate speech the letter which was sent to the prime minister's office includes 183 signatories including 13 iim bangalore academic members and 3 iim ahmedabad faculty members the letter read and i quote your silence on the rising intolerance in our country honorable prime minister is disheartening to all of us who value the multicultural fabric of our country your silence honorable prime minister emboldens the hate filled voices and threatens the unity and integrity of our country unquote the letter urged him to steer the country away from forces that seek to divide us five faculty members of iim bangalore drafted the letter they are prateek raj deepak malghan dalia mani raj lakshmi v murthy and hema swaminathan malghan is a prominent ecological economist raj said a group of students and faculty took the initiative after realizing that silence was not an option anymore he told the express and i quote for far too long the mainstream discourse has dismissed the voices of hate as the fringe that's how we are here unquote he added that the signatories objective was to underline the fact that if voices of hate are loud voices of reason should be louder vanama raghavendra rao son of kotha godam trs mla vanama venkateshwara rao was arrested by the telangana police yesterday night according to the news minute raghavendra rao who was absconding is accused of aiding the suicide of a businessman and three of his family members the victim accused the mla's son of making insulting statements about his wife which drove him to take the drastic step in a supposed selfie video that went viral on social media on thursday According to police the footage has been submitted to a local court the victim had previously blamed the MLA's son for taking such drastic measures in a purported suicide note the charges leveled against Vanama Raghavendra Rao were denied the deceased mother and older sister with whom he had a property dispute were also referenced in the note the trio had been charged with abetment to suicide under section 306 of the Indian Penal Code In response to allegations against Raghavendra Rao, the TRS leadership suspended him on orders from Chief Minister K Chandrasekhar Rao, who is also the TRS president according to party sources. The former director of Kazakhstan's Domestic Intelligence Service, Karim Masimov, was detained on accusations of high treason after being fired amid violent protests. The National Security Committee or KNB informed the media about his detention on Saturday. It said that Masimov, a close associate of Kazakhstan's founding president Nur Sultan Nazarbayev, was arrested on Thursday after the committee started an inquiry into charges of high treason. According to authorities, 26 protesters and 18 law enforcement personnel were killed during this week's unrest, as reported by Al Jazeera. The Interior Ministry announced on Saturday that more than 4,400 people had been arrested. 
After days of violence, security personnel have allegedly recaptured the streets of Almaty, Kazakhstan's capital. President Tokayev stated he ordered his troops to shoot to kill in order to put down a nationwide revolt. According to Al Jazeera, the deaths occurred during ongoing turmoil in Kazakhstan, which began as a result of increased fuel costs but has subsequently erupted into the country's largest rallies since independence in 1991. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.